1: Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. It's random acts of poetry day, Frank. Tony always has some dumb poem for us. Do you? I got one. Roses are
2: red, violets are blue, Tony's not here, so Frank, your new boo. You know, I'm gonna go Snoop Dogg on you. Let me hear Kendrick Lamar come up with something like
1: that. And that was That's you know, off the cuff. What Snoop saying that commercial <laughs> terrible, <laughs> terribly, yeah, terribly awful. Yeah. Whatever that is, alright, that, you know. That's in the spur of the moment. Oh, that was you riffing?
2: Yeah. yeah. Okay. You've
1: been hanging around, young. I can tell your son is young. I riffing? He wouldn't approve. <laughs> Welcome to P.T.I. Tony's off for Yom Kippur. so I'm lucky to be joined by our great friend, Mr. Frank Isola. <laughs> wow. That was man, bad. That's a rough one. We start, of course, with Aaron Judge. The Yankee slugger hit his historic 62nd home run last night in Texas. His team met him at the plate to celebrate the new American League home run record. Judge told the San Francisco Chronicle last month that he sees Barry Bonds' 73 home runs as the overall record. Frank, where do you place Judge's season among the all-time great home run seasons. I put it right there at the
2: top. And as we know, having the home run record, that is the most prestigious record in all of sports. We knew that 61 was Maris, 714 was Babe, and then, of course, Hank Aaron was 755. And along came Barry Bonds, and he blew it all out of the water. But, you know, Aaron Judge doing it in an era, first of all, the pitching, you know, you're facing more relievers. But this was the steroid era. And Barry Bonds... He has a 73. Baseball recognized it. But this is the problem with baseball, and this is what I feel badly for Aaron Judge. I don't feel like it got enough attention. People are even complaining about the cut-ins because nobody really knows what is the record. What he did, it was a lot of pressure on him. He waited till the second-to-last game of the season to finally get it done. Gets number 62. I put it right there at the top. Baseball says it's Barry Bonds,
1: but I'm allowed to say I think it's Aaron Judge. Frank, I'm, I'm mostly with you there, I, I, and I think the problem is, look, Baseball doesn't monopolize the country and our attention like it did 30, 40, 50, 80, 100 yeah. years ago. It just doesn't. And so, and baseball, they got Theo Epstein addressing the product part of that, trying to fix it. I don't yeah. know the other demographics that work against baseball, other dynamics. But I have a, a year and a, a home run situation that to me goes to the top, and it's not one guy. It's Sosa and McGuire. When they had that duel, what was that, the summer night? I was at some of that, both at Wrigley Field and I was there in Bush Stadium, old Bush Stadium, for McGuire setting then the record. And that, I can't dismiss that as easily as I can other things. But it's tainted. Including though. their own, I, yes. But it was the nature of the back and forth I, duel and their joy at a time where baseball needed it because baseball was still trying to recover from the debacle the of 1994. Yeah. And those two guys going across the country all summer, hitting those home runs, and Maguire, who just wasn't a personality, still probably isn't. But you had Sosa, who was so joyous, and it was infectious, and, and, and Maguire caught it. And the, the two of them, that I sort of almost put outside of the Bonds, Maguire, oh, Sosa numbers. I know you're a- right. It's, but, yes. But, but he, here's the thing. So
2: baseball turns a blind eye to that. So yeah. here comes Barry Bonds who's saying, I'm much better than these guys. Because we remember Barry Bonds when he played for the Pittsburgh Pirates. That was a 5-2 player. He was lean. He could run. He was great in the outfield. Home and run he's, he's thinking, these guys are getting all the attention. They're getting the records. They're getting all this money. I'm going to do this now. And then what happens in 01? So I think a lot of the fans think, well, what is the home run record? They do. And Aaron Judge has the American League record. Yeah. And now it's the most ever know. in Yankee history, which I, I know not for you in Chicago. You think that's a big deal? But with Babe Ruth and with Roger Maris, that's a big deal to have the Yankee record. But I think what happened in 98 and what happened in 01, it, it impacted this season. A, a Judges run. I
1: didn't feel like it had the same kind of feel that it did in 98. Because it didn't. Because it, it was doesn't. tainted. Because it was tainted. But also, again, a lot of people just check in because it's on some alert they have. Yeah. They're not captured by and obsessed the way generations of us were with baseball, Frank, they're just not. And so I don't know that any record is going to mean the same thing that it meant even as recently ago as 25 years, late yeah. 90s. Right. But I'm with you on that. I'm, some days I feel like, OK, Barry Bonds did this. I got to live with it. There's no there. There may be an asterisk, but even baseball is not sure what to do about it. And then judges. I don't care about the American League record. I didn't think of Babe Ruth 714 as American League. It was baseball's Exactly. Record, all right? Exactly. So now Aaron Judge has this, and, and, and by the way, he's doing this hitting over 300. He's doing this with runs batted in. He's doing it, and this is Pitching impressive. around, around him like they did. Pitching around him, and so many relief pitchers. I know. Which, of course, Ruth, nor Maris had to deal with. Even Bonds, yes, 20 years ago, you didn't have the relief p- appearance manipulation of managers that you have now all working in Judge's favor and trying to assess what this means. Yeah. By the way,
2: Judge did have 52, you know, but it was about four years ago. Yeah. And then he has a 62. Bonds had 49, never had 50, never had 50. until the following season when he gets a 73. Mm-hmm. All right. In the National League, the Braves beat the Marlins last night to seal up the NL East. That means the first-round playoff matchups, they're set. Starting Friday, the Mets are going to host the Padres and the Cardinals will host the Phillies. And in the American League, the Rays will face the Guardians, and the Mariners back in the playoffs. They'll take on the Blue Jays. Mike, which of these wildcard
1: teams is the most compelling to you? Padres. The Padres are. And Tony and I talked about a little of this yesterday. For me, it's because of you, Darvish, and Blake Snell. And then Musgrove. I mean, you got aces at the top, certainly the first two. Those guys can shut a team down, any, any team. Yep. And if they're sort of hot together, it's like goaltending in, yeah. in, in, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. They can take you out. Now, the Padres are just a big, fat underachiever for the most part to me so far. I know all the trades, it takes a while for all that to fit seamlessly, and they are owed some extra time. But I'm going to still say going into this for me, I'm watching them thinking they can pop up and beat anybody. can they have the talent, will they?
2: Yeah, and remember now, if the way the format is set up, and I like it better than the one-game wild card. I don't, the, too. They, I, didn't I hated, hated that. that. hated it. The, the higher-seeded team plays all three games at yeah. home. Okay, so that's one thing. So I feel badly for the Mariners, who are finally back in the playoffs, but they don't get a you home get playoff one. game. They only get one if they advance. But the Padres did go 4-2 against the Mets during the regular season. Here's the Mets. Right now going into today, 100 wins, fourth most in baseball. And guess what? Even if they beat the Padres, they have to face the Dodgers. So losing that 10-and-a-half game lead in the NL East is an absolute killer. And you're right about you, Darvish. He's likely going to start game one. He'll be on six days rest. And in the month of September, he's 5-1. and His ERA is under two runs a game. So the pitching there is set up. Another name to remember, though, for the Padres, Juan Soto a guy that you know from a few years ago here in Washington here. who had a really good playoff run, Fernando Tatis Jr., He's the, you're not going to see him, but Juan Soto is a big-time player who's been in these moments. That is a dangerous time team in the Mets. This earn. could be an
1: awful start to matchup earn. for them. Some of that future contract yeah. for Juan Soto. Yep. Let's go to last night's matchup of two of the NBA's mega prospects, seven-foot-four-inch Frenchman Victor Wimbayama went beyond billing scoring 37 points, including seven threes and only 11 attempts. He blocked five shots, Frank. And Scoot Henderson of the G League Ignite had 28 points, nine assists to lead his team to an actual victory. So how concerned, Frank, should the NBA be about an epidemic of teams tanking to get one of these two kids in the next draft?
2: (laughs) They better be worried about it. By the way, that game will be better than any NBA preseason game. It might be better than some of the NBA regular season games. The tanking, the Utah Jazz have already started, right? That began with trading Rudy Gobert and getting rid of Donovan Mitchell. And here's two other teams to watch out for because we know their history: the Houston Rockets, who Moses Malone, Ralph Sampson, Akeem Olajuwon, Yao Ming—they have a way of getting these these uh, these big men high up in the draft. The other team is the San Antonio Spurs. These teams all know. They tanked once, and what did it get them? David Robinson, and then they got Tim Duncan. 100% when it should have gone to the Boston Celtics. This is why if I'm the NBA, this is what I'm going to do. Final 15 games of the season for non-playoff teams. Whoever has the best record, they have the best chance of getting
1: the number one pick. You love these policies. What do you You mean? Because in this way, the
2: teams that are fighting to get into the playoffs. Still have to play hard. No tanking is going on in the final 15 games. I don't think there's going to be tanking. Except there is.
1: A, a couple of teams, Frank, but the odds is not. It's 14%.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: it, there's a risk. Teams are trying to make the playoffs, which is why you see teams like Cleveland bubble up, like New Orleans bubble up. Those are teams. Look, they, Yes, there's, there, there's an Orlando out there. Houston seems ready to tank multiple years. I'm, I'm going to give you that. I'm not even arguing that against you. But what I'm saying is more of these teams want to get to the playoffs or at least to play in because there's value to that. There's value to getting the young players you already have Detroit into the playoffs. And I don't think Detroit will make it this year, but there's value in trying to do that cuz that's where you start. That's where your real evolution as a team right. begins, not the lottery. All right,
2: explain to me then why is Danny Ainge two years ago best record in the Western Conference? Yeah, he traded away those two players, Dejounte Murray gone. The San Antonio Spurs, Danny Ainge. You have Oklahoma City with Sam Presti. They're thinking about that guy that played Giannis last night.
1: On to the Kumpo.
2: Did anybody know he was great? One hundred percent for him. Same, and people didn't think that Kawhi Leonard. They didn't know. One hundred percent. Okay, so that doesn't. But that doesn't mean they're not trying to get him though. Get him later. All right, we'll Get him see. later. We'll see. Free what that agency.
1: Happens. It all comes around. Good game left. Let's yeah. take a break. That was that was good. Corey Alexander. See, I'm not hating. I'm not hating on Wimbayama. I'm not hating on him. Let's take a break. Coming up, the Eagles offense is getting a ton of attention, but what's making their D so effective, we're gonna ask Booger McFarlane. And we're also gonna ask him about that play, what Ooh. Jalen Ramsey's teammates Ooh. must have been feeling
2: about his weak tackling attempt on Debo Samuel.
3: My man Corey
1: Alexander called me out last night because I said I was gonna be on a lot of hype.
3: He was right. Pardon the interruption is presented by the refreshing taste of Twisted Tea Hard Iced Tea. Please drink responsibly, part of happy hour.
0: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C dot Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live.
3: Welcome back to Pardon the Interruption, brought to you by Twisted Tea, part of happy hour.
1: Time to dig into some NFL defenses with our great friend from NFL Primetime and Monday Night Countdown, Mr. Booger McFarlane. Booger, we appreciate having you. are going to jump right in with Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni and the Eagles, who are getting most of the lion's share of the attention for the 4-0 start in Philadelphia. But when you see that team, what are you seeing? And I'm, I'm presuming you're starting with their defense, not the quarterback and the coach.
3: Yeah, they play really good complimentary football, Mike. I mean, before we get to the defense, the offensive line is the best offensive line in football. So, I mean, Jalen Hurts is getting so much time to throw. But their defense is really, really underrated. First of all, they got the best defensive line in football. They're leading the NFL in sacks. And it's led by a defensive front that they they kind of put together a lot of guys when you look at Sweat and Fletcher Cox and some of the guys that they have inside. But it all starts on the outside with their two cornerbacks, Bradbury and Slay two of the better cornerbacks in the league, maybe the number one tandem. So when you put all that together, Mike, an offensive line that's really, really good, a defensive line, a secondary, there's no wonder they're 4-0. And right now, they're the best team in football. And, oh, by the way, Jalen Hurts is in the MVP conversation. So they're doing an outstanding job in Philly right now.
2: All right, a little different story in Detroit, Booger. The Lions defense, they're on pace to give it the most points in NFL history, their head coach, Dan Campbell, says one issue is that the defense lacks confidence. They probably lack a lot of tackling as well. You know, confidence, thats something you can fix with an attitude adjustment?
3: Listen, attitude, adjustment, confidence, you can't stop anybody. So how are you going to have confidence (laughs) if you can't stop anybody? It's kind of like Shaquille O'Neal saying, hey, Shaq, do you have confidence you can make free throws? Well, guess what? If Shaq is shooting 50%, I wouldn't have any confidence either. So uh, I get it. Right now it looks bleak and grim, but I know the defensive coordinator there, and his name is Aaron Glenn. He's a good friend of mine. I I do think that he's built the right way. I think he understands how that this is a marathon and not a sprint. And although – They haven't gotten off to a good start. It's tedious repetition of the simplest moving week in and week out because guess what? It can't get any worse. (laughs) They're the worst defense in football right now. Think about this, guys. They're giving up seven points more than anybody else in football. So they got a lot of room to improve. And knowing Aaron Glenn, uh, he'll get it fixed. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, big fan of Aaron Glenn, the former Jets uh, cornerback. All right, the Steelers. They're going to start the rookie,
2: Kenny Pickett, over Mitch Trubisky against the Bills. From a defensive perspective, would you rather face the rookie or the vet, a former teammate who presumably knows the defense?
3: I'd rather face the guy that doesn't know what he doesn't know, and that's the rookie. And, and, you know, regardless of what you think about Mitch Trubisky, he's a guy that's got, what, 25, 30 starts under his belt, so the pressure will not mount against him. He won't be as nervous as, say, a rookie will be. Kenny Pickett making his first start against that defense and although it's a defense that's relatively simple, Frank, when you talk about the Buffalo Bills and Leslie Frazier and that defense led by Sean McDermott and that crew, it's complex because of how they play it and the, the ferociousness and the tenacity and the details that they play with. But yeah, I want a rookie because a rookie I don't care how uh, where he was picked or how good he is when you make your first start in the NFL, I promise you. Somebody better have some toilet tissue on the sideline because there'll be a little something they need to wipe up in the back of his pants. <laughs> because that's just how it goes in this, in this league. I'll promise I promise you that. I love that. <laughs>
1: All right, before we let you go. See, if Tony was here, he wanted to ask you about quarterbacks. We're not, we're not doing that. I like having defensive talk go on. I want to wrap up with this, Booger. Yes. 49ers, Cowboys, or Bills, or you can have a write-in candidate. Who's got the best defense right now and why?
3: Wow. I would say it's the 49ers, and I'm going to give you a, a lot of reasons, but it, it, it all starts up front, and I know that's a cliche. You hear it over and over. They're giving up the fewest points in the league. D'Amico Ryans, I think, is, is going to be a way-too-early-right-now head coaching candidate for next year. Their defensive line is absolutely dominant. They have six or seven guys that they can go to. they got two really good linebackers, Fred Warner and Greenlaw, at the second level. Their cornerbacks are playing outstanding. They, it's, it's a total team Effort and I just love the way they play. See, defense is built about effort and detail, it's not as much about talent. Now, talent helps, but if you give me 11 guys that play with maximum effort, that'll uncover for their teammates, they're gonna make sure that they do the little fundamental details right, I'll give you a defense that's gonna be really, really good. And oh, by the way, when you add in talent, Nick Bosa is playing as good as anybody in football that's, that includes Aaron Donald or anyone. I think you see why this defense right now is giving up the fewest points in the league, and they're one of the better defenses in the National Football League. By the way, a quick P.S. Jalen Ramsey got just trucked by Debo Samuel
1: the other night. What are are Jalen Ramsey, given he thinks he's invincible it seems most (laughs) years,
3: what are his teammates saying to him this week, or do you just just leave him alone? I'm going to give you a look, not words. This is exactly how his teammates are looking at him. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Side-eye. That's how Mike doses. looks at me a lot. Two doses. <laughs> Booger, thanks, man. We appreciate having you. Thanks, Booger. Side-eye. Anytime, man. Y'all yeah. have a good one. Let's take one last break, but still to come. Is it important that LeBron James and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar have a relationship?
2: Uh, and has the Saudi tour found a new way to get its members' world ranking points
0: after all? Side-eye. side, eye.
1: That's a side eye was great. Woban That's a great look. Right there. That's a great look.
3: pardon the interruption is presented by the refreshing taste of twisted tea hard iced tea please drink responsibly part of happy hour
1: time to get happy people happy 50th birthday grant hill grant you can't turn 50 please (laughs) the president of usa basketball had an impressive career as a player two college titles at duke where he's the greatest player of all time seven-time all-star in the nba and a gold medal at the 96 olympics in atlanta he was also part of that college squad that handed the dream team, it's only uh, defeat in a scrimmage ahead of the Barcelona games. He wrote about it in his recent autobiography entitled Game, It's Great, Pick It Up. Quote, we scoffed and the trainers scurried to erase the scoreboard before allowing the gaggle of media inside the gym. Close quote, I was in that gaggle, Frank. Hill then added, they destroyed us over the next few scrimmages, they did. An ankle injury infamously undercut Grant Hill's career when he was at the peak of his considerable powers. Yeah, I was among the gaggle
2: of reporters that covered Grant Hill when he played in the McDonald's All-American game. I remember in the hotel lobby one night, there he was playing the piano. By the way, one half of one of the greatest plays in college basketball history. Of all time. What a play that was. The long inbounds pass.
1: Happy anniversary to the Marlins. About this day, 19 years ago, the then Florida Marlins were up 7-6 in the Giants and just one out away from advancing to the NLCS when Jeffrey Hammond singled to left. J.T. Snow came around third to tie the game. Jeff Conan threw a one-hopper to the plate. Pudge Rodriguez grabbed it, stepped in front of Snow, whose dad played the NFL, got trucked but (laughs) held on to end the series. Pudge holding the ball for everybody to see was one of a handful of memorable moments from that Marlins World Series run, perhaps the most infamous of which involved Wrigley Field, the fan, but we don't talk about
2: that. That is a great ending to a playoff game. Remember, though, that was the same year. The Red Sox and the Cubs were 2003, this close to
1: 2003, playing each, each other. other
2: than Aaron Boone. I can't. I can't. And your can't, Cubs fell apart. And the Marlins end up winning. Remember Josh Beckett game six. I'm going to get emotional. I was at that game. Buddy.
1: Happy trails to a combined no-no for the Astros. Justin Verlander and two relievers held the Phillies hitless through eight last night, before Garrett Stubbs ended the no-no bid with a single off Houston's Will Smith to start the ninth. Verlander struck out ten. In his five innings of work and earned his 18th win of the season against just four losses. He finishes the regular season with an ERA of 175, the lowest of his career by more than half a run. He's just about a lock to win his third career side. Remarkable because he's 39 and even more remarkable because he just missed almost two years due to Tommy Johnson.
2: And over those two years, he won one game, and here he is winning 19. You want to talk about stories that aren't getting enough attention. How about that one with Justin Verlander? That's the Incredible. one
1: mistake the Cubs in 15-16 made, not getting Verlander. 17 yeah. could handle going forward. I'm just saying. We're running out of show. Let's go to the big finish. The Saudi Tour partnered with the Mina Tour, whatever that is, and says all its players will now earn ranking points. Does that make sense? Yeah, they got slick. They found a little tiny loophole to get those world ranking points. That'll be important. LeBron
2: says he has no relationship with Kareem. Your thoughts? There's some famous
1: players who have a relationship with the elder. I, I, you no, know, it's not important. He'll be there the night he breaks the record. It's not important. You know, they'll, they'll kiss and make up. It'll be fine. But exactly. if they don't, that's fine, too. Zion had 13 points in 15 minutes last night against my Bulls. You were impressed with something with Zion, weren't you? Yeah,
2: I wasn't impressed with your Bulls. But I'm not. the numbers don't mean anything. It was his body. How good did he, he look great. physically? Moved great. Missed all of last season. Good to see him back. The Patriots, they're going to be wearing
1: their red throwbacks this weekend. Do You approve. The Patriots should wear those red ones all the time. That the blue uniforms came about when? In the 90s Steve or whatever? Steve Brogan will come out, Raymond yes, Claiborne, the Mike Haynes, all the red, those guys. In the red. Last one college football tonight SMU versus UCF. I don't think there's a Wimbayama on <laughs> the television tonight. <laughs> what have no, you got next? No, UCF, 3 and 1 and 3 point favorites
2: at home. Remember they won the national championship a few years back. Yeah, At least yeah. that's what they said. I UCF. Legends.
1: We're out of time. Thanks for watching. I'm Frank Isola. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple podcast. Grant, seriously, you're 50? That's oh, my believe, God. Right? And now, here's SportsCenter. 50.
2: Doesn't seem right. No, it doesn't. It look, looks great. He doesn't though. look It looks great, as always.
0: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet?